the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. God bless you and uh, give you strength to be leaders in your family and be an example of Christ in your homes. The gospel today, my beloved, was uh, it comes to us from Luke chapter 5, a very familiar story of those four friends who carried this paralytic man and dropped him from the roof before the Lord Jesus uh, to be healed, and the Lord healed him. Uh, and these four friends, they acted as true disciples of Christ would act. If you think about what is the role of a disciple, what's the duty of a disciple of Christ, is to bring people before the feet of the Lord. Why? So he can heal them, right? If we consider all of our sins as a sickness, a spiritual sickness, and the sins of actually the whole world as a spiritual sickness, then it makes sense for all of us as disciples of Christ, those who've touched and experienced his healing, to bring those whom we know to the feet of Christ to receive the same healing that perhaps you and I have received. Um, and we spoke about this idea of discipleship, or we began to speak about this idea of discipleship last week. Uh, and we mentioned last week that we are all called to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and of the church, of course. And this Life of discipleship is a lifelong journey. It's not something where we go to a four-year university or attend, you know, pre-servants or whatever, and this would become make us a disciple. But this is a lifelong journey of being a disciple of Christ and growing in our love for Him and our service to Him. Uh, and we said part of this uh, discipleship is the idea of having a spiritual father. Um, and what it means to have the spiritual father. And as we said last week, the role of the spiritual father is like a guide to a spiritual son on his journey to salvation. Um, and this, my beloved, provides us as spiritual children a sense of security. Uh, if you imagine a home without a father is an insecure home, um, or at least there can be a sense of insecurity. Uh, because the father is not there, who one of his primary roles is to be a protector, not just physically, but you know, in every aspect, socially, mentally, spiritually, and so on. Um, I'd like to continue our discussion from last week and speak about uh, precautions uh, regarding the spiritual fatherhood and how to benefit from a spiritual father. And we said last week that this is something that. Um, the Lord Jesus instituted when he said his, and he said for his disciples to go and make disciples. So as they were his spiritual children, he wants them to be spiritual fathers to their spiritual children. And so on, this succession up until we come today. So if none of us have a spiritual father. If I perhaps, you know, I don't have a father of confession. I haven't confessed in many years. This is a great opportunity for us to choose from one of the many priests, and thank God there's another priest being ordained today, and St. George and Katie. So we have many, you know, priests to, to choose from, to choose a spiritual father, uh, and to go under his any guidance. But we'll speak about some precautions about the spiritual fatherhood, and then how to benefit from a spiritual father. The first precaution is beware of those who object the spiritual fatherhood, the idea of the spiritual fatherhood. And they'll, they're, oftentimes these are Christians. And they'll use a couple of verses, uh, to perhaps cast doubt on this idea of spiritual fatherhood. Among them, I'll just give you two examples. In St. John's Gospel, 
uh, chapter 6, the Lord Jesus said, It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. So here, the Lord Jesus Christ in chapter 6, this is the chapter of the bread of life, where he's speaking about himself as being the bread of life. So when he says they will all be taught by God, this is a verse in the Old Testament speaking that one day humanity will be taught by God. In the person of who? In the person of who? Lord Jesus. and Messiah. We say that he is God. And so when we will be taught by God, we will be taught by the incarnate Logos himself. Right? So he's referring here to himself as God. He's not meaning here that I will be taught by God. He's not saying that. And the Holy Spirit is just going to speak to me in my heart. And this is what he means being all taught by God. No, this is, you know, unfortunately, the people who believe this have their worldview, have their ideas, and then they interpret scripture based on their views. But as Orthodox Christians and as Christians in general, we should go to what the original meaning was and how the fathers, the disciples understood these verses. So when he said here that we all be taught by God, this is referring to himself. And then he says what in Matthew 23? He says, but you uh, do not be called rabbi. And uh, if you remember in Matthew, this is also in these later chapters, 23 and 25, this is towards in the last week of his ministry. And among these last few chapters, he actually, um, he has the woes to the, the, the Pharisees. So he's, this is his last effort to get the Pharisees to repent. So he tells his disciples, the 12, and he tells them, uh, but you do not be called rabbi. A rabbi is like a Hebrew teacher or a Jewish teacher. And this is what they would call their teachers of the law. They would call them rabbi. Do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher, the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven, and do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. So what does this mean? So does this mean that we should call no one father and we shall call no one teacher? Is this what Christ is referring to here? Or is this taking out of context? He's speaking here to the twelve because, of course, what happened in the Jewish tradition is that they received their teaching from God in the Old Testament and every you know teacher and rabbi and Pharisee would teach their next generation. But now Christ is coming to fulfill the prophecies and to elevate the teachings of the Old Testament. So he doesn't want the disciples to be, or he doesn't want his twelve to be disciples of the Pharisees and scribes, but he wants them to be disciples of whom? Himself, right? So he's telling the twelve, you twelve don't call anyone father, because I am going to be your father, because I am teaching you the new covenant, right? So again, he's speaking here about himself. Don't call anyone father and teacher just to this twelve, because I will be your teacher. Does that mean these 12, when they go back home, they don't call their dad father or Abba? No, they do, right? They still call them father, right? And how do we know this? Do you remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus? When uh, the Lord is telling this this story and the Lazarus goes to heaven or paradise and uh, the rich man goes to Hades and then the rich man asks uh, Abraham uh, to uh, have Lazarus put his finger in the water and touch his tongue. So the rich man addresses Abraham and he says, Father, have Lazarus put his hand in the finger and touch because I'm in torment here. 
And then Abraham responds to him and he says, Son. So Christ is telling this story and the rich man who's in Hades addresses Abraham as father. Of course, no one's objecting because Christ is telling this story. So he's not against the idea of calling somebody father. And again, if you remember in the Old Testament, we mentioned last week when Elijah was ascending to heaven, taken in the chariot of fire. Elisha, his disciple, was, you know, screamed to him as he was ascending, says, Father, my father. And nobody rebuked him. The angel didn't come and say, you don't call anybody, you know, on earth, on earth father. They didn't do this, right? So this is, again, it's a misunderstanding and it's something that, again, I have my view and I'm going to interpret scripture based on how I view things, right? But again, this is what wasn't the original context and the uh, understanding of the apostles. So as a brief response, say uh, two verses. In uh, St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews, he says, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. So he tells us to look to those who are our spiritual fathers and our leaders. And then he says what? Whose word follow, so follow what they teach. And then it says, whose faith follow, meaning what their walk of faith follow, so emulate them, considering the outcome of their conduct. And so look, for example, we read the, the, this passage today of Saint Claudius, you know, who was martyred for the sake of Christ. And even when he was, you know, threatened or he was spoken to, um, in a nice way to deny Christ and to worship the idols, he said no. So when I look at these individuals and these saints, I look at their life and the outcome of their life, which is their glory and their crowning, and I try, and I try to emulate it. Perhaps maybe not yet physically physical martyrdom, but maybe for us, I'm willing to be um, left alone or I'm willing to be left out of a group because I don't agree with something that's wrong. Right? This is the form of modern-day martyrdom. You'd be ostracized if you don't agree with the mainstream media and what everybody else is kind of saying. And then he continues and says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do it so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. So he tells us, when you have your spiritual father, be submissive to them, because they're concerned for your soul. Many times in our arrogance and wanting to boast the ego, we seek and surround ourselves with those who just applaud us and say, Shatur, good job, halwa alayk. Just to applaud us and get us to do whatever we want. But he says, you know, be submissive to those who search for your soul and search for the salvation of your soul. Because they look at the end of things. They're looking for your salvation, not for, you know, earthly comfort and pleasure, right? And this is sometimes, you know, um, we, we don't get this a lot, even perhaps sometimes in our families. The true disciple who is a disciple of a spiritual father requires humility to be a true disciple and to be submissive. And at the end of the day, if you look at all the heretics, all the people who taught wrongfully in the church, it's because of this. They weren't able to be submissive to their spiritual father. They refused to learn from the church and insisted on and to see things their own way. The second objection is that we will remain alone. <clears throat> those without a spiritual father are those who are isolated like on an island by themselves. And the, and the, the Bible teaches us in Ecclesiastes, Woe to him who is alone when he falls, 
for he has no one to help him up. If I don't have a spiritual father and I don't have a guide, and like I said last week, it's easy for us to go astray. And when we go astray, there's no one to say, hey, you're going the wrong way. Why don't you come this way? We end up going deeper and deeper in the woods and we become more lost than we were and we continue our life even more lost, although we're thinking we're going the right way, but we're more, more lost for, you know, every day that passes uh, by. Um, and there's a, there's a philosophy or there's an idea in warfare that says what we can divide and conquer. And actually, this is what Satan does with us. If he can divide a house, he can conquer the house. If he can divide a church, he can conquer the church. If he divides a person within themselves, which we see happening now, people don't even understand who they are and don't understand that, you know, that they think they can divide their mind from their body. Right? So division of mind and body is dividing themselves. His idea is Satan just wants to divide anything. And if he can divide, I can conquer. If he died a man among himself, he will fall. Divide a house, they will fall. Again, when we are alone, it's very easy for the enemy to capture us. So we must be careful. If we don't have a spiritual father, we remain alone and we remain endangered. Number three is the frequent, uh, frequently changing the spiritual father. Um, uh, this often occurs if uh, I don't, uh, if I have something, for example, that I want to hide from a priest, or I don't get what I want from the priest, I go to another priest, and I keep changing spiritual fathers until, or if I even find a spiritual father to tell me what I want, right? Um, and for those, I want to remind us of a story in the Old Testament with uh, Micaiah, who was one of the prophets during the reign of Ahab, King Ahab. He was the wicked king uh, of Israel. This was after the division of Israel from north to south. Um, so the southern kingdom was ruled by uh, Ahab and the northern kingdom, Judah, and the northern kingdom um, uh, uh, was ruled by another king. And this northern king wanted to go to battle against uh, Ramath Gilead to get the land supposedly that was his. And he said, I can't go alone. So he goes to the king in the south and said, come with me to battle. And the southern was more the more religious because Jerusalem was in Judah. And they said, okay, I, uh, I'm not going to go, but just confirm with me that the prophet or the prophets say that this is something that's according to the will of God. So then Ahab says, sure, I have 400 prophets who will prophesy. And he goes to 400 of them, and 400 meaning as many seats as are available almost in this church, and all claim to be prophets. And he went to them and said, should I go to battle? And he said, go. They don't say, like, thus the Lord said. You know, this is the common language of the Old Testament. Thus the Lord said. They just said, go to battle, and it had been a Mac, and you'll, you'll do everything well. But the king in the south understood this is not usually how it goes. And God doesn't need 400. He just needs one, like Elijah and Moses. But he says, there's not one person who's a true prophet. And he says, there's this guy, his name is Micaiah. And what does he say? There is still one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. He, I hate him because he doesn't tell me what I want to hear. Right? He would rather go to 400 liars than to one person who tells the truth. And sometimes we might do the same. We might go from father to father simply so I can get what I want to hear. And I think something that should clue us is if I go to one father and he tells me something, and I go to another and he tells me the same thing, 
for sure this is a kilmat rabbina. And if I continue after this, why would anything change? Why would anything change? And if you finally go to one who says, Habibi, go do whatever you want, rabbina ma'ak, does this mean this is really from God? Or perhaps is God leaving you to your own whims and allowing you to fall and to stumble? I've warned you, but you continued in this way. So we must be careful of frequently changing, you know, spiritual fathers. Number four is hiding a sin. Um, again, perhaps out of shame. Um, and he knows and he, that this is something that they're embarrassed of. And they perhaps they have this idea that I must keep some kind of good image in front of my spiritual father. Uh, yeah, this isn't any, yani, the good image actually in front of the spiritual father is the person who confesses openly and everything. The one who confesses everything is one who actually looks the best in front of the priest. We think it's the opposite, but it's not, right? Um, and we think that maybe Abuna, if I tell him something, he'll get a, ba- uh, a bad idea of me. Again, it's not. It's the person who hides that actually deprives himself of the spiritual healing. How many of us, when we go to the doctor, we're sick, we go with the intention, I'm going to tell the doctor all of my symptoms except one, because I'm embarrassed about this symptom. But what if this symptom is going to change the course of healing and actually get you well and maybe cure the disease? Would you rather stay sick and hide something that's shameful or say the shameful thing and receive complete healing? Sometimes we choose to hide, hide something and not receive the healing. St. Paul says what? But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. We're coming with the darkness that's within us, our sin, and coming before the priest to expose our sin and make it manifest so that we remove the darkness and receive the light of Christ and he will enlighten our hearts and our lives. How is it that we benefit from a spiritual father? Number one is the relationship must be based on love. The relationship is based on love. And this, of course, is the agabi love. And it's a mutual kind of love. It's a relationship. Um, I remember growing up, uh, one of my, you know, spiritual, many spiritual fathers as, uh, as growing up. But one of them, he was, uh, uh God rest his soul, one of Girgis, uh, in Tallahassee. Um, he, when it came to the, like the liturgy, and anywhere in the church, he was very, very serious. Um, and he wouldn't smile, or I don't think I've ever seen him smile inside inside the church. But then when you go and I sat with him in confession, and after we sat with the confession, I just chat with him for a little bit, and he had this like this smile and this giggle like a big teddy bear. It was, it was beautiful. I love spending a little time afterwards with him just to get this yani, spirit from him. He was very disciplined here. But then you might say, oh, he's, he's strict or he's mean or whatever. But then outside, he's like a teddy bear. It's beautiful. This is the mutual love. This is what St. John Chrysostom says. He says, there is nothing that can lead to learning thus only by love and by being loved. So by loving and by being loved. So this relationship with the spiritual father must be based on love. And with this love, or the fruit of this love, is number two, trust, faith. And I believe and I trust that what the, my spiritual father says is something that's coming from God. 
And the idea is, it's not the issue of the holiness of the spiritual father, but it's my faith in God to speak through the spiritual father. So when I'm coming in as somebody who's confessing, this day was Alan, whatever, and he's in a bad mood. It doesn't matter. I'm coming in and I believe that God will speak and if because Abuna is upset, he gives me maybe a canon, a strict canon. I don't say Abuna gave me this because he's upset. I say God perhaps saw in me that I needed this. So he allowed Abuna to be upset to give me this canon. Right? I'm coming in there and I believe and I trust that whatever Abuna says or whatever my spiritual father says is something that uh, I need to hear. This is why one of the uh, fathers, St. John Climax, says, one must believe without a care in those who are undertaking to tend us. We must believe without care. And lastly, of course, is obedience. Obedience. Just as, it's a, just as it's a father's duty to remain alert and watchful on his children, it is likewise the child's duty to obey and faithfully observe his guidance. It's the father's duty to remain alert what's going around, around in him with the, in the house. And if he sees his son or his daughter changing their form or changing their behavior, he shouldn't say, oh, that's just his age. But they should go after them and say, what's going on? Something's changing. And the ones who are vigilant, maybe who have discipline, and they discipline their children, the children may not like it at the time, but later they'll thank them for doing this. Later they'll thank them. I remember when I was uh, growing up as well, there's a friend of mine whose parents never allowed him, you know, to spend the night outside uh, of the house, uh, at anyone's house. And then as he began to grow uh, and mature, when he finished college, he looked back and he was telling me, he's like, you know, uh, I remember how much I complained about my parents not allowing me to spend the night at other people's house. And he's heard how some other friends who went to other people's houses and things evolve, and the person got addicted to drugs and alcohol and other things from going spending the night at somebody's house. And he says, "I thank God that He didn't allow my parents to spend allow me to spend the night outside of my house, because this was protecting. This was the role of the spiritual father. They're vigilant of their their children's friends, what they're doing on social media, what's going on. And when we do this, and then as children we we submit to them and obey them, we receive the blessing." And we receive the healing and the protection that's good for us. God speaks to us, my beloved, through our spiritual fathers. And the last warning in this idea of obedience is don't use your spiritual father or try to use your spiritual father as a stamp of approval. Abuna is here just to, to give me approval for what, for what I want. I come to him and I say, Abuna, I want to do so and so and so and so. Barikni. So what if Abuna doesn't agree? And then he goes and I'll find another spiritual father. And that spiritual father doesn't agree. Then what I say, The priesthood, all the priests, and they're, and they're ignorant. Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe it's my problem. Maybe the thing that I want them to stamp their approval on is not right. Or it's not good. Right? We must be very careful. The one who benefits from the spiritual father is the one who goes with love, with trust and faith, and with obedience. And therefore, we will benefit from our spiritual father. Happy Father's Day to you all. And you can be fathers to, uh, to your family and to your wives. Um, and uh, for those whose future is to be a spiritual father, God uh, supports you and whatever future.
that holds for you. Glory be to God forever. Amen.